Okay, good evening, everyone. It is the 9th of Tavis. Okay, and we are uh, starting a new story, the 12th story. We are marching along, marching right along. Um, we are about to do the Baltfila, which I think is the longest story. And then we're going to do the last story, which is the Seven Beggars, which is, if it's also pretty long. Uh, what happens when we get to the end of the book? <clears throat> I don't know. We'll have to find out. Um, okay, so, <clears throat> excuse me, let's kick it off. Twelfth story, Maisei Baltzfila, story of the Master of Prayer. Maisei Pamachad Haya Baltzfila, one time, there was a Master of Prayer. He was working at all times with prayers and songs and praises to Hashem Yisbarach. And he lived outside of the settled area. And he was, he was used to, he was accustomed to going into the Yishuv. He would go into a person. Right? He would go in and, and he would go into the yeshuv and, and meet up with someone. Uh, and you can assume that the people he would go to were people that were Katani Vimala, were people in small stature, for example, poor people, etc. And he would speak from his heart about the purpose of the whole world. Right, and he would speak uh, from his heart, from the purpose of the whole world, since that in truth there is no purpose except to uh, to toil in serving Hashem all the days of one's life, and to waste away one's days with prayer to Hashem's Baruch and songs and praises, etc. And he would speak a lot to this person. Words of encouragement and spiritual uh, uh, arousal, etc. Until the words entered into his ears. Until this person would want to connect to him. And immediately, when the person wanted to connect to him, and as soon as someone wanted to to connect to the to the to the master of prayer, he would take him and, and draw him to his place, which was outside of the issue of Kioto Baltfila Nal Bachar Lamakom Chutzishu, because this same this this very same Baltfila, he chose for himself a place outside of the settled area. And in this place there was a river before him, Gamayasham Ilanot Uferot, there was trees and fruits, Fayuchlimperot and they ate from the fruits, Fa'albegadim, Lohaya Makpik Klal. Okay, so who is this Baltfila? What is this Baltfila? So the Baltfila is, um, right, as we see in a lot of these stories and also in a lot of the Torahs in the Kutim Aran, Rabbi Nachman is essentially describing himself. Um, here, of course, he's teaching us the, the Master of Prayer. He's, te- he's describing himself here. We'll see as we get into the next story when we, when we get to it. The Seven Beggars each of the beggars is a different aspect of Rabbi Nachman and his avoda, and here we're going to focus on Rabbi Nachman's avoda as the master of prayer throughout the story. So what does he do? He spends his days he's just davening, 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 davening. Right? We know that Rabbi Nachman, uh, right, 
a friend of mine told me that before his wedding, when he was 13, um, I'm assuming it was his first wedding, I don't know how, how old he was at his second wedding, either way, before his wedding, um, they couldn't find him because he was off doing his bodedus. Right, that was just, Rabbi Nachman was just always um, speaking to God, praying. And he lives outside of the Yishuv. <clears throat> what does it mean that the Baltzfila is outside of the Yishuv, right? Um, it means that that the 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 the, the Baltzfila in his person, in his avoda, in his uh, you know, in his role in the world, he's coming from outside, right? He's not. He's not. Um, he's different, right? It's he's. It's not just that he's physically outside of the Yishuv. He's also spiritually outside the issue, right? That's why, right, people that come close to Rabbi Nachman, people that come close to Breslov, a lot of the times kind of, uh, you know, don't fit in here, don't fit in there, right? Breslov has always been a little bit different. It's always been a little bit weird. It's always been sort of, uh, you know, an out there kind of vibe. A friend of mine uh, was very close to a family in Kiris Yoel, the, the Satmar city in upstate New York, and he told me that in Satmar, Breslov is sort of like the, the Karlebach of the Satmar world, right? It's like a little more, it's more happy, and it's more kind of out there, and it's more, uh, <coughs> it's more like, uh, it's it's different, right? And, and um, right, you, and anyone who, who, who gets into Rabbi Nachman at all will see that, that Rabbi Nachman's teachings allow us to sort of be in the world without, without being here, right? That's the idea of that, right, the, right, the, the famous idea that Rabbi Nachman uh, testified that um, anyone who comes to his kever comes to Ilan and Rosh Hashanah, says Tikkun Klali, that he will, he'll pull us out of hell by our payas. <coughs> What does that mean? It doesn't just mean that uh, after Me'av Esrim, uh, after 120, if, if my judgment is uh, is fair, that uh, Rabbi Nachman will, will come down to Gehenna, wherever that is, and take me out, which I hope happens. Um, it's not just sort of on that level. It's sort of on a day-to-day, <clears throat> moment-by-moment basis that, that when I'm connected with Rabbi Nachman, I can be in the struggles, in the difficulties, in the pain, and Rabbi Nachman can has the ability to to take me out, to take me out of that difficulty. Not 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 that the the the, the miracle, you know, the, the the rent money comes at the last second, or the it's not a promise that Rabbi Nachman's going to make our lives into uh, <coughs> you know simple and uh, no struggle. It's a promise that we will we will be able to. No matter what we're going through, we'll always be able to uh, ascend above it and uh, and be with God. Um, no matter what's going on, right? So that's the idea of him being outside of the, of the settled area, right? And he would go in to speak to people. <coughs> <coughs> what does it mean, Mistama? He's going to speak to a ktanim b'malak kigonanim v'chiyotze, right? He's he's speaking to whoever will listen. And Mistama, who, who has more time to listen, is uh, Anim, you know, people that aren't bought into the system. This is, once again, we're going to see as the story goes on, 
the, the Baltzfila in his war against the system, which we all know very well, the system that he's going to describe, um, unfortunately. Um, and the, the Aniyam Kiyotze, right, it's not just Aniyam, right, as we know, it says, in Ani Elabadas, right, when someone is an Ani, someone is poor, referring specifically to someone who is poor in their minds. <clears throat> their, their, their minds are poor. Right, and these are the people who who can be spoken to, right? People that are that are that are full of their own minds and full of their own opinions, aren't necessarily going to have the space to have a conversation. They speak to his heart <coughs> about the purpose of the world. In truth, the purpose of the world is just to serve Hashem all the days of his life. Right, this is also something I think. Right, that there's there's an approach to to anything really is that I can come to you and I can say, listen, the rules say this, and you have to do like this, and if you don't like that, you get in trouble, and it's preferable to do this, etc. Or I can say, this has been my experience. Right, this is what works for me. Right, so when it says alibo when he's speaking from his heart to these people about the purpose of the whole world. Right, that means he's not coming and, and saying, "Hey, did you know that you're supposed to keep Shabbos? Hey, do you know that you can't uh, mix milk and meat? Hey, do you know you should, uh, you know, wear a kippah and make brachas?" Right, he's saying, "I have found in my life such joy from serving Hashem." People go, "Wow, what's that all about? Happiness? What's it like to be happy?" <clears throat> right. And the main purpose of the world is to serve Hashem, to, to work just with the vote of Hashem all the days of one's life, to, to spend all of one's days in prayer and singing and praise. Da da da, he saw a ruse until, and he'd speak until the words go in. Right? He's going to speak, the Baltzfil is going to speak to me, the Tzadik is going to speak to me, right? It's like we saw in um, San Pirkeavos. Um, that it says that Aaron Cohen was Rodev Shalom Oav Shalom Rodev Shalom and he was Makar Vizabrius the Torah something like that and, and the Bart Norris says there what does it mean he's Makar Vizabrius the Torah is that if he heard if someone do, was doing an Avera Aaron Cohen Aaron Cohen would uh, would connect to that person he would want to sit down with him he would want to want to try and be his friend so that the, the person would say gosh if Aaron Cohen wants to be my friend I really should I should probably, uh, you know, first of all, I'm probably not such a bad guy. Second of all, I should really, you know, try and improve, improve my uh, my actions, right? <clears throat> right. So, so this is this is also here. Rubain is explaining that that it's not uh, right as as the same twelve step progress, not perfection, right? When I'm trying to come close to the tzaddik, when I'm trying to serve Hashem, right? He'll, it says. He would speak to him a lot, all these words of encouragement, until the words went into his ears, and he actually wanted to connect to the tzaddik. Right? It's a process. It's not an on and off switch. Right? My my vodas Hashem, my the work I need to do, the, the time it takes me to to, to connect to to, this, to the tzaddik. <clears throat> it's 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 a process. And it's the commitment to process that that's more important than than my results. And then immediately, when, when the person wants to, to join the Baltzvila, the Baltzvila takes him outside of the Yeshuv, right? Because the Baltzvila had chosen for himself a place outside the Yeshuv. What's outside of the Yeshuv? Anyone who's been to Uman and Rosh Hashanah, I believe, anyone who's been to Uman and Rosh Hashanah would agree with me, 
that Uman is a place that's outside of the Yishuv. Right? What happens? You go to Uman Rosh Hashanah, right? You have, you have uh, thousands and thousands of Israelis. You've got people from America. You've got people from Europe. People from all over the world. Some are Breslov, some are Chabad, some are Ethiopians, some are Temani, some are, uh, you know, secular, some are, you know, just came to check it out, whatever. you got all kinds of different flavors over there. But the thing that, that we have in common when we're in Uman is that we're just there for Rebbeinu, right? If Uman Rosh Hashanah was happening in New York, well, there's a lot of people, Shaykh to New York. It was happening in, in Yerushalayim, it was happening in Tzfas, it was happening in, right... Uman is is a place that no one really lives anymore, right? There are people that live there, but they live there because Rabbi Nachman's there, right? So you can go to Uman and, you know, there's people that live there, there's people that have homes there, etc. But, <clears throat> you know, 50 years ago, no one was there, right? There was, you know, where Rosenfeld was sneaking in and you know, had some random, you know, Gedalia Fleer and, you know, here and there, but it wasn't, uh, meaning Uman is outside, Right, the only thing when you go to Uman, you're outside in the entire world. You're on planet Breslov. You're on planet Rabbi Nachman, right? So I think that this idea of taking the people outside to outside of the Yeshuv, I think, is a, is a reference to going to Uman and Rosh Hashanah. <coughs> and in this place, there's a river. Also, there there are, there are trees and um, trees and fruits, and they ate from the fruits. And on clothing, loyamakbi klav al begadim. He was not he was not strict at all, right? So. So what's the Nahar there, right? We know that that we say that Rabbeinu is the Nacha Nahar Nacha Mavema Korchachma Na Yishinyan Shani Meter Ani Nahar Metahar. It's called Tamim, something like that. Rabbeinu called himself a Nahar at one point, right? We know that there's there's the the rivers that flowed out of Aden. We know that there's a Nahar that flows out from Harsina, right? So this Nahar, this idea of a of a flowing brook or a river, whatever. <coughs> Uh, carries a lot of symbolism. I don't exactly know how it's intended here. And there's, of course, trees and fruits. Trees are a votus that we do that take a long time, right? They require patience. Peyrot, which which they eat from, <coughs> means that when you go to the tzaddik, you go to his outside place, right? There's both trees and fruits. There's both long-term avodot, Right, things you need to work on that are going to take you time, like a tree. And there's also Peirut, there's also sweet things, right? There's, you know, Kiddush on Shabbos and Sichas Chaverim and, and uh, etc. And when it says, and it says that on clothing he was not strict at all, right? Which is to say, um, it doesn't matter what you wear, just as long as you are there, right? And this is another thing. Right, one will see when they when they go to a Breslov shul or go to Uman or meet people that are involved in in Breslov. You got someone like Adalia Fenster, who's uh, you know a big big time businessman. <clears throat> that if you didn't know him, you'd see his uh, his fancy car, his fancy suit, his you know expensive watch, his clean shaven, short hair, no payas, and you'd say, okay, he's a he's a gvir, he's a he's a frumman, but uh, you know he's, he's an insurance adjuster. It said, okay, shkayach, you know you want to. You know, you need a mikvah paid for. Call up, uh, call up the rich guy, but, but he's not. He's like a rav, right? And then you have you know, you have Rav Nelson Maimon. You have, uh, you know, uh, who's who's American Ashkenazi. You got Yosef. Meaning, there's all different flavors, all different looks. There's all different sorts of people that are that are 
teaching Brezov, that are talking Brezov, that are involved in Brezov, that different, look, speak different languages, look different ways, wear different coats. There's no one thing, right? As opposed to <clears throat> just an easy example, you know, you can spot a Chabadnik from a mile away, right? Someone who's Chabad, he's wearing a specific hat, he's wearing a specific coat, he's got a specific Sidur, right? Um, many of them, pride the, many Chabadnikim, uh, you know, speak, he's trying, you know, speak Hebrew uh, or Yiddish in the same accent the Rebbe had, right? So, <clears throat> so that's one example, and they're not the only ones, I'm not just going to come to pick on them, you know, you see a, a guy learns in yeshiva, you know, he's got his hat a certain way, he's got his jacket a certain way, etc., right, whereas by Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman does not, right, as a friend of mine said when he started getting to, to Rabbi Nachman, he said that the amuna is the, is the, is the tachposa, right, the uniform I think he said this. The uniform in Brazil is, is Amuna, right? The the thing that we all have in common is is Amuna, is desire to serve Hashem. It's not anything else. It's just uh, externality and kind of who cares. <coughs> Going on, and he was he was uh, accustomed to always go into the yeshuv. And he was trying to to um, entice more than entice, seduce, and to make people desire what is Hashem. To go to go in his way, the Baltfield's way, and to to to, to daven and sing and praise anyone who was who was happy with him, anyone who who really desired him, he would take him and bring him out to his place outside of the of the yeshuv. And and the chevra left in in the chutzmi yeshuv where where he brought them. What do they do there? They're davening and singing and praising to Hashem Yisbarach, right? You know, come to come to Meron on Shabbos, come to uh, come to Uman, come to a place where really people are working at Avodas Hashem. I was just talking to be right by uh, Rev Itchemeyer Morgenstern a couple of days ago, and you know, it's it's packed with people. His base mitzvah is packed with people at all hours, davening. You know. Using Sidurim with all these, you know, crazy kavanas and saying Tehillim and learning, it's, it's, um, it's what we do. Uviduim v'sa'anisim v'sigufim v'sheshuva v'chiyotzev is a right. They're singing songs to Hashem and they're doing, um, they're doing his bodedus and they're fasting and they're rolling in the snow and they're doing shuva, etc. Right, and he he gave the master prayer gave to his to his people books that that he had uh, that were about prayer and song and praising and, and his bodedus and that's you know that was what they did, right? And that's that's part of what Rabbi Nachman uh, brought us, right? Rabbi Nachman brought us. It's not the only book of of prayer, you know. Tehillim is a book of prayers, and uh, there's the, the there's the Yotzros and there's the Kinnos and there's you know there's all kinds of different books of prayers. But uh, Lukutei Tefilos is probably one of the most famous, you know, as well as right even in this in this uh, edition I have here. <coughs> after the stories, there's a book called Ishtapkus and Nefesh. After that is a book called Meshivas Nefesh, which is just books not written by Rabbi Nachman but written by uh, Talmidim of his. All about <coughs> speaking to God, speaking to Hashem. Right, and this is what the people were doing. They're just praying, praying, praying. All the all the people that are outside the issue with him, 
until they were found also amongst those people that he had brought out there. Right? And and the people who he brought to the outside of the Yeshuv would be doing this prayer uh, avoda regimen until they got to the point where they had the ability, where they would be appropriate also to do Kirov and to bring people close to Hashem Yisbarach. Until the Baltfila would give one of these people permission, until he would also go into the Yeshuv and, and do these things. Uh, until this means to come to bring people close to Hashem Yisbarach Kanal. Um, okay, so that's a little snippet. We're not done. Um, I'm going to pause it here. I'm trying to make these not run too super long. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's a good introduction to Rabbi Nachman Zavoda in general, the very beginning of the Maisim of Altsvila. It's a wild ride. There's a lot going on, and I'm very excited to be here, and I hope you are too, and have a wonderful evening.